Hello, fabulous Friends fans and superstars. Welcome to Synchronicity Web TV. I am your host, Nadia Shaw, and this is your moment of synchronicity. Well, I'm so excited to celebrate with you today, my friend, Rachel Lang. You've seen her on this show before. You've seen her at Synchronicity University before, and now Rachel is back with a five-week course, and it's all about understanding prosperity in your chart from different angles. And so we're going to have a lot to talk about today uh, and a lot of fun as well. Rachel, thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Nadia. I'm so excited to be back at Synchronicity University. Yes, and I am so happy to have you too. Uh, I know that the focus of the course is going to be largely on prosperity, tapping into it, understanding what it is uniquely for you and bringing it forward. And so how do you define prosperity? That's such a great question. And I think for everyone, it's different. We all have different aspects of life that make us feel rich. And so prosperity is really that feeling that everything's okay. There's a flow of abundance. I have what I need. I'm living a life that feels aligned to what I'm here to do and what I'm here to create. Um, and, and so regardless of where you fall on the income bracket scale, you can experience prosperity. Um, so that's how I define it. Yeah, for sure. And I think prosperity means different things to different people. For me, I cannot imagine prosperity without freedom, without agency, without being able to just take my computer and work from anywhere. But I know for other people, that may not work. And that really is okay. We're all called to do something different. But prosperity is so much more expansive than we normally think. At the same time, though, I think a lot of people, when they want to know about prosperity in the astrology chart, they're thinking about money, right? Like what's actually happening with my money? What can I do to make money? So how do you understand that distinction? Sure. Well, I think that distinction is we live in a capitalist culture. And so we see these examples of extreme wealth. And we see examples of extreme poverty. And there's a huge divide between the two of those. And so I, well, what I love to teach when I teach about money is that money is a relationship. And that your relationship with your material experience is not, it, we want to take it, deconstruct that whole capitalist idea of what it should be. And so we really look at what are, where's your Venus? What is where what sign is your Venus in? Because Venus relates to how we attract goodness into our lives or how we resist it. Um, we also I also like to really look at the the second house, which is the house that relates to our uh, how we earn money, how we bring it in, also how we spend it. And so very often the second house is our key to opening up streams of income. But also it tells us what are our values and our priorities around money. So if we want to look at how to have a more prosperous experience, then the, the, the sign on that cusp and the planetary ruler of that cusp open the door for us. And I want to say, too, we do, you yes. know, that, that, that this is really important. When we're talking about abundance, when we're talking about money and career, People have come to me, clients have come to me and said, you know, I, am I doomed? I have Venus square Saturn in my second house. There is no such thing as a bad money a chart at all. Um, 
because the chart gives us indicators of what kind of karmic stuff we're bringing in, of what we're here to learn and experience. And so, um, and so I love to teach about these themes in a way that empowers us to, or empowers, you know, for us to look at our charts and see where's the potential. How do we, how do we take the, the meaning of these symbols and, and grow and evolve and have more abundant, um, an, an abundant experience of our lives? There's no such thing as a bad money ch- chart. That's what you said. There's no such thing as a bad money chart. Isn't that interesting? Um, I've often thought that I know like when you feel like you need money, there's nothing else that matters, right? It can feel very immediate um, because it kicks into that survival instinct within us. And that can be really stressful. I totally get it. Um, as I often share, I lived below the poverty line for seven years at the start of my business in Canada. And I get it. That path is not possible for everyone. And it's not something that most people would choose. And I, I totally understand that. But prosperity means different things to different people. Uh, for me, it meant freedom. That was a big part of it. But also, I think that very often we get caught up in the physical reality of our lives because we're not honoring the spiritual lesson. You mentioned money karma, and karma is meant to be transcended. We're meant to grow forward. It's an opportunity for our soul to become something more, but it's harder to embrace that opportunity when uh, you're so caught up in what's happening on the physical plane that you miss the deeper spiritual lesson. And so it's very powerful to just Try and shift focus even a little bit to see what you could be learning here. And that in turn could open up what you said. There's no such thing as a bad money chart. It can open up an awareness of what other potentials could be there for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and when people say things like, you know, uh, I, I don't want to talk about the, the, the deep, like this seems so trivial or this seems so material. Every single thing in our material lives relates to something spiritual. If we can st- see the, the, the link between what we're here to heal, what we're here to open up, the way that spirit wants to work in our lives through our finances, through our material experiences, then we can remove some of the judgment that we all have. We all have money stories from our families. We all have money karma that we're bringing in. And, um, and you know, I think astrology really gives us the ability to, to unpack some of that. And so Rachel, your course is called Modern Money Magic, right? Modern Money right. Magic. Now I yes. know that you have a book already called Modern Day Magic as well. And so obviously your understanding of magic and manifestation and astrology, it's so intimately connected for you. You're recognized for that connection. Uh, what can you tell us about that? The role of magic playing into what we can understand astrologically about prosperity? Mm-hmm. Well, the way I define magic is magic is this prime creative energy that we all have within us but that also exists in nature and in in our in our world and it's this creative force that brings us into a wondrous relationship with all life 
So it's not about um, getting what we want. It's not about, you know, it's not like this uh, domineering kind of energy. It's the energy of how am I relating to my life? How am I relating to the things that are taking place in my, my life? And when we put that in the context of money and finances, so many of us have these money paradigms and these money relationships where money feels very, um, you know, uh, uh, it feels like this. there's either a wall separating us from what we have, from the haves and the have-nots, or it feels like this thing that's sort of Neptunian and nebulous. Like, I don't know how to, to put my, my uh, handle on it. Or it feels really transactional. But when we realize that we're, we're communicating with one another, we're communicating with the spiritual realm, we're communicating with, with all, the, all the forces of nature, then at any moment we can see ourselves as being open to receive the flow of goodness, the flow of abundance. And when we link into that, magic is the vehicle that allows us to link into that flow and to ride the waves of that flow wherever those waves want to take us. But often those waves are taking us toward an intention, towards something that, that, is, that is a deep desire, soul level desire. So that's how I link money and astrology. Astrology shows us where those, where the, what the flow is. It shows us, oh, here, here's where we're going. Here's the destination. And how do I want to get there? Um, so, so astrology, magic, and how we experience our physical material lives are one in the same. I think astrology can remind us that we are magical beings. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That all the universe is magic and the universe exists within us and we are the universe as well. If we really want to get meta with it. Mm -hmm. um, it's a powerful realization. And I know that so much of magic is rooted in energy. And I have had those moments when the universe life will invite me to, in an instant, align my energy in some way to my advantage. And it is incredible how much doing that, how much power there is available to us when we do that, when we decide, no, this is where I'm going. This is the outcome. I am focused. I am present. All my emotional energy is right here. That state of being allows manifestation to happen in ways that can feel magical. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and you know that that's in my book. I talk about how important attention is. That attention is power. And so when you're talking about that alignment, that feeling of I am completely in the present moment. And and open to um, to 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 my connections with with the universe, then that is that that is a sacred that is a sacred experience, and we can have that in our everyday lives just by bringing more attention to our bodies, more attention to our our the way that we're grounded in this in the material world. Magic has gotten a bad rap, it, you know. It, and there's a lot of patriarchal and colonial reasons for that that I won't go into right now. <laughs> but um, but but magic really is just about participation. Wow, I love that. Magic is about participation, the mm -hmm. unfolding of anything, 
right? The folding of your life and the unfolding of your prosperity. And so Rachel, I would love to give people something they can use, right? Something that they can grasp right away. And so I thought, how do you feel about maybe going through the signs on the cusp of the second house? Go through the 12 signs. So for everybody out there, those of you who are students of astrology, one very simple way of considering this is if you know your rising sign, very important, right? Know your rising sign. What is the sign after that? That most likely is the cusp of your second house. Now, if you know how to calculate your chart, and then you may use a calculation method that doesn't necessarily have it as the next sign, but it's a pretty good rule of thumb to use it that way when we use whole sign houses, for example. And if it is that you really don't know your rising sign at all, well, what you can do is look at the sign after your sun sign. That's a solar chart. And what that might say about how you earn money, maybe even how you spend money as well. And so what I thought, Rachel, is maybe you can go through the 12 signs so that people can understand something, maybe just a couple of key words, like just quickly, so people can have something that they can apply to their chart right away. How do you feel about that? I love this. This is great. And and I wanted, and if I could just say, you you beautifully, you set it up beautifully, that the second house is how we bring in money. Um, how we bring in money is not our purpose. And so I think a lot of people confuse the two things. Um, this is, you know, just, it's how we been, uh, bring in money. It's how we, uh, often how we spend money. Um, but it's also our values around money and how, and our, self, and our sense of self-worth uh, about how deserving we feel of, of, of abundance. Um, and so we'll start with, let's see, we'll start with Aries. Oh, do you want to start with oh, Aries? Okay. We'll start with Aries. I'm going to start with your side. <laughs> well, which I will We'll start with Aries. That way people can, 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 you know, our Aries always go first. Um, So, you know, if you're an Aries, if you have an Aries on the second house cusp, that this is a sign that I see often associated with entrepreneurship, leading, taking the initiative. And this is a sign, any of our cardinal signs on the second house can get really bored doing the same thing over and over again. And so you're, you want to pioneer new ideas. Um, it's a Mars focused uh, sign, meaning Mars rules it. And so think about things like if you're if you're if you're confused about what job to do or what career path to take, anything that relates to sharp objects. So like being a surgeon, being a knife sharpener, um, you know, butcher Doing eyebrows. eyebrows yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Anything that you yeah, have the face, anything that relates hair, to the face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, anything related to the military could be a way of, of of making of earning an income, or anything that relates to the some of the fallout from military uh, operations, like even working with veterans and things like that. Like if you're a therapist, that could be a really good focal point for you. Taurus, what do you think about having Taurus on the cusp of the second house? If you have Taurus on the second house cusp you have a real need for stability when it comes to your income. And, and your your spending habits are probably going to be much more careful and reserved than Aries <laughs> or Gemini. Um, so things that, that tourists, second house people can do for income are find anything in the financial industry, um, actually anything that relates to design uh, or those Venus types of, 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 uh, of, of job options 
floral arrangements, anything related to the earth and in environmental studies, um, gardening, agriculture. Uh, you know, I, I find that people with tours on the second house want to build income and and the and store and save it and store it. Um, so yes, so those types of those types of activities I think would be really would be really good for for the tourist second house cusp. Yes, and these are suggested possible jobs that you might want to do to align your prosperity with. But I think we should remind people that these are broad umbrellas. I love that you said for Aries, this could be not just being in the military, but maybe working with veterans, maybe specializing in the psychology of veterans or the psychology of athletes, for example. And so these are broad umbrellas, but these can be ways in which you are just tapping into what may help you get a paycheck in some way. And so next up is Gemini. Yes. So Gemini second house, you know, anything related to writing, communications, media, teaching, um, books, uh, books and book publishing. You could work at a bookstore while you're building your business, for example, um, talking, uh, uh, having a radio show. These are all the kinds of things that could really work. Also Mercury. So anything related to Mercury um, would be things like working with your hands. So crafts um, or craft, like anything where you're, you're, you know, working with fabrics or working, doing something with your hands. I actually know some people with this placement who do woodworking, very intricate woodworking. Um, so, so those kinds of things would be Mercury related using the voice, expressing your ideas, and, and, and engaging with people. You're not, you know, this is not an, an isolated type of, of, uh, of, of, uh, of, of sign. You know, Gemini wants to talk. Yes. So any job that allows you to talk and be your witty self, I think could help you to create prosperity. Yeah. Yep. And so next up, cancer, very different vibe, cancer. Very different vibe. Um, so we're looking at things like uh, caretaking, caring for other people. Um, and the risk with, with, with people with the second house cancer placements is depending on where your moon is, because moon, the moon rules cancer. We want to make sure you're not over going overboard and losing track of your own self. Um, uh, but you know, things that cancer relates to our motherhood, uh, you know, uh, working with children, working with women, um, or women's issues, uh, or working with men to try to help them understand women and working in that capacity, uh, working with uh, babies in like a NICU uh, or maternal type of, of health um, career. Uh, also, the moon rules things like dairy. So cheese making uh, could fall underneath that. Um, and uh, anything with the belly or the breasts could also fall into that food. And how we nourish ourselves through food. So um, that is another um, that's another way that that cancer energy could express itself. Yeah, wherever you're nourishing people, right? I love that you said that mm -hmm. word, literally or metaphorically, where you care, where you bring that sense of care. That could also be a, a source of prosperity to you. Right. Now, next up is what I have, which is Leo. Leo oh. on the cusp of the second house. It's yes. obvious, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just following Nadia's footsteps. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, how would you have this? And since you have this, and this is very authentic to you, do you want to describe um, how you experience it? 
Well, I, it's the performer, right? I mean, I know like for me, I'm sitting here, I'm thinking about my blonde highlights, how much I love, you know, like just looking like a lion that I think like I am an Aquarius, which is opposite Leo, but my dad is a Leo. So I think that's why something in me just loves and he used to call me his little lion when I was growing up too. Um, but yes, being dynamic, bringing confidence, behaving confidently can be a part of helping you to create prosperity. But yes, isn't it interesting? Because I've often said, you know, I had a dream for my life. And my dream was I was going to write daily horoscopes and I was going to have my clients and in downtown Toronto. And that was the life I envisioned for myself. But every good thing that's happened for me professionally came about by being on YouTube. Like mm -hmm. literally the biggest opportunities, the most rewarding experiences, all of it ended up being rooted in what it is that I do in front of a camera. So it's mm -hmm. so fascinating how it comes together. How do yeah. you understand how people could tap into that Leo yeah. on the cusp of the second? I think that's a really uh, excellent manifestation of it is being in, being on being on stage in some way. Um, but Leo also relates to children. Um, and it relates to play. It relates to gaming. And I actually have a, a client with a, with Leo on the second house cusp who started a casino a casino website and made a lot of money doing that. And it's not like his mission or what he wants to do, but this is how he made the money to get to where he is going. So, so you know, being a professional poker player could actually be within that. Obviously, you want to assess risks and, and things like that. Um, but anything that allows you to share your brightness and your light with the world. Next up is Virgo. Virgo. The sign of expertise. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And that is such a great word for it. Um, with Virgo, it, there, any, any, it, it's a, any career path that someone with the Virgo uh, second house would have would be something that's methodical would be something that is um, just that uses that gift of discernment. Um, so organization, organizing, actually, I find that this is a placement for people who do nutrition, uh, or like health coaching, and those kinds of careers. Um, it is uh, anything that requires, uh, it's, it's also because it's mercury ruled, communications, writing, um, web design, those kinds of things really fall within that. Actually, I find Virgo has this innate sense of sacred geometry. And so there are a lot of artists who have Virgo uh, second house placements who do very intricate designs. So anything that requires precision. Um, and because we are talking about Mercury craft, also um, working with your hands, or anything that relates to the intestines or the colon, you know, so working in the medical field where you're doing <laughs> digestion. Kind of yes, yes. That could <laughs> yeah. be a fun way or an interesting way to tap into this energy for sure. Uh, yeah. And so next up, Libra, partnership energy, right? What yes, do you think? It is. It's partnership for sure. So working in like establishing a business in a partnership would be one way that that could manifest itself. Working with couples in a therapeutic setting, um, being a relationship coach, uh, also law in legal matters are, are Libra, bal anything that, that, that is balance and fairness and, and justice, um, mediation, 
Uh, so working in legal track could actually be a really nice way to, to use that energy. Um, also, Libra relates to beauty. Uh, so working in aesthetics, working as a hairstylist is, um, is, 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 I find that that could be a placement for anyone with Taurus, Leo, or Libra on that second house cusp. That could be a real nice way of, 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 of making money, of earning an income. That's a wonderful uh, consideration as well, especially because Libra has so much to do with symmetry and mm -hmm. so much of beauty is symmetry is a lot of what it can come down to. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. And art falls within that too. Yes. And um, for anyone who's got a medical interest, the lumbar area, so the kidneys um, is, a, is a good focal point if you're starting a medical practice and wanting to know where to focus. Next up, Scorpio. That's a different part of the body. That's a different that focus. That's a very different part of the body. <laughs> so here is where we have, and the body part that you're talking about is the, you know, the, the reproductive part of the body. Um, and, uh, and so anyone who wants to work with, uh, like being a sex therapist, actually therapy in general, counseling, Helping people move through a transformational process is very Scorpio second house. Um, being a death doula or working with people who are at the end of life or people who are on the very beginning of life where you're bringing life into the world and helping to usher it out. People who are in the death industry, so mortuary, your morticians or funeral home people, um, uh, anyone who's working with cemeteries or graves, uh, who's selling, you know, video packages for people who are recording their last, you know, messages to their loved ones. Um, and sex work also could fall underneath this. Obviously, we want to make sure that everything is done within a very consensual, very protected space when we're talking about those kinds of things. Scorpio um, also relates to de uh, decomposing matter. I'm on the city council and I serve on the regional sanitation board. And I've had, I've had, uh, I've learned all kinds of really interesting message lessons on Scorpio and Scorpio placements and what it means to take your waste and turn it into compost. So that's, that's like lots of good juicy stuff in there for Scorpio second house. And detective, right? Like yes, truth yes, finding yes. is a great way yeah. to use that scorpion energy too. Yeah. yeah. Or like in-depth research where mm. you're getting to the bottom of things. Next up, Sagittarius. Always a fun energy. My moon sign. So yes. Oh, fun, fun. Yes. So Sagittarius, um, I find that this second, this is a second house that needs a lot of freedom. So however you are earning money, you, you know, working a nine to five traditional corporate job might be something that you really want to think about if you, if there are op options to do that in a way that allows you to feel free. Um, also our mutable signs on the second house cusp can go through different chapters of their, of their income earning lives. Um, so be open to change. And the less anyone with a Sagittarius placement, I tell them, the less you try to make, make something work. And the more you allow something to happen, the better off you will be. So Sagittarius careers relate to things like adventure, uh, travel and tourism, um, higher education, philosophy, 
Um, anything that allows you to expand your worldview and take people into that place of expansion. So things like spirituality or, um, you know, spiritual teaching, uh, even clerical types of, of positions where you're preaching or, or giving um, inspirational messages to people, coaching, those are all Sagittarius. And our fire signs tend to do well with, with athletics or with anything that's related to ac action and activity. Working with horses can actually be something that I see a lot of people with displacement have. Um, and Sagittarius rules the liver. Um, and so working in with uh, fats or lipids or cholesterol or working in a medical practice that really focuses on the liver can also be a, uh, a way to, to, to really use that, the power of that Sagittarius second house cusp. And it rules the butt and the thighs too. Yes. Which is a very, um, which is a very evocative part of the body that many people like to emphasize. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. that is a, a point I had not considered. In the past. <laughs> so maybe right. working with that in some way, yeah, yep. you could yep. figure it out. Maybe you're a plastic surgeon helping people yes. to maximize that or something. Yeah. Right, right. And so now we're heading into the last quarter of the signs and Capricorn. Ambitious, yes. right? Ambitious. Yeah. Yes. Corporate. Yeah. Absolutely. These are the CEOs. These are the people who want to rise up into, in, in, into leadership in some way. So entrepreneurism for any cardinal second house sign, anyone with a cardinal second house uh, cusp, entrepreneurship is a path that you might want to consider. Um, and for Capricorn on the second house, that's especially important. You do need more structure in terms of how things are coming in, how income is being earned. You need more of a sense whether you're building that structure or you're linking into a system that's already got a structure like a corporation. Um, but it's important to find a way to reach the top. Um, industries like government um, uh, and, uh, uh, are really favorable. Uh, corporations. Uh, being a part of a business incubator where you're nurturing other entrepreneurs and doing business development is these are good career paths. Um, anything that this is an earth sign. So I know a lot of people with displacement who actually do regenerative farming or goat herding or things like that, working with mountains, working with geology, um, mi uh, mining. Mining would also be Scorpio too. But where you're 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 gathering minerals from the earth, um, and uh, and and so high level corporation, government, business, in those kinds of institutional structures would be good for Capricorn. And um, go ahead. Yeah, it's interesting. It's so much about like wanting to rise to the top, right? Wanting to be the best. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Next up, we're at the final two, Aquarius, my sun sign. Uh, uh, what can you tell us about Aquarius? Yeah, Aquarius. On the, on the second house cusp. On the second yeah. house cusp, yeah. They, you are not here to have a traditional career path. And, and you might have to, it might take some time to really find your, your niche. But working in any kind of, and also you want your work to feel like you're, you're making a difference. So working in a nonprofit, working in any kind of humanitarian arena is going to be really important for you. Um, then, you know, Aquarius rules things like technology, 
um, the internet. So teaching online classes is very uh, indicative of an Aquarius second house cusp. You don't want to be ordinary. You don't want to do what everybody else is doing. So even if you work as an accountant, you're going to be looking for ways to, and I'm not saying account, accountants are awesome. I love accountants. But but even something that you might see as like a traditional career path, you're going to push the envelope and do it in ways that nobody else is doing it. And um, and and so that's 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 a that's something for Aquarius. Circulation is an Aquarius uh, theme, and the 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 calves, the ankles, like working with anything that brings circulation to the to the, to the extremities and groups and organizations. So building a community. If you are starting out as an astrologer, go right into a membership model or do something where you are building an online platform and bringing people together. Those are all Aquarius second house uh, themes. And finally, Pisces. These are the mystics, right, of the Zodiac. Are, they are. There's an example I love for Pisces second house, and that is David Bowie. So David Bowie, music, so music, art, the arts. Um, but what David Bowie did was he bought back the uh, the rights to his music, and then he sold them as Bowie bonds to his fans. So there's a real sense of, you know, for Aquarius and Pisces both, Money can be like one of those nebulous things when when you have that on the second house cusp. It it can be your your there's a real emphasis in things that are in in the more spiritual intellectual and less in the material. But anything that you can do to to monetize your wisdom, your knowledge, your creativity, um, your uh, your media savvy, uh, that would be what what you would want to prioritize. Um, but being a tarot card reader, being a, a medium would be a really good second house uh, Pisces placement or working with the feet. So um, either like reflexology, massage, being a healer um, would really uh, work well. Working with water or being a marine biologist or anything that you're doing with an aquarium or fish or pools would also fall under Pisces rulership. Rachel Lang, I love you so much. Once again, everybody, Rachel is back at Synchronicity University with a five-part course, Modern Money Magic. I love it. And this is all about understanding your chart with this greater depth and helping you to tap into that energy of prosperity, working with your chart as a magical tool as well. Rachel is the perfect person to be teaching this. Uh, And you have a very limited time left to choose your tuition rate as low as just $5 a class, an unheard of rate to learn from the one and only Rachel Lang. Rachel, welcome and thank you. Welcome again. Thank you again. (laughs) for being here. I appreciate you so much. Thank Thank you. you. Same, same. Thank you very much. And thank you everybody out there for watching. Until we connect again, take care. Bye.